This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. Toronto's News, Today's Talk, 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And we've got one of my girlfriends joining us on the show. I am so excited because I love her. And she's been like a regular on the show for years. And of course, I'm talking about Dr. Michelle Campbell. is doctor of mind, body, medicine, author, um, clinical therapist, mama. Um, oh, gosh. I, she's like just my like wellness guru and got not goddess. We're going to I like goddess better, Michelle. <laughs> I have to say uh just your energy is something that I could be around uh 24/7. I get like this surge of happiness. Listening to you talk and your ability to celebrate people is um it's a it's a gift. It's a gift and I love you too. I love you so much. And that's why I get so excited having you on the show, because then I get to share you with our amazing 640 audience, and then they can meet you and love you just as much as I do and learn some amazing things. And we never really know where this is going to go. No, we, for those of you guys listening at home, let's just be clear. We do not have notes for this show. We just talk. We just talk and Katya back at the studio, get ready to beat me out. And we just shoot the shit. That's what we do. And it's so much fun. It's our so much fun. Is, our plan is to have no plan. That is the best plan. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Dr. Michelle, you are like when it comes to wellness and self-care, you like, you're the first person I think of. You're the first person I think of. You're always doing your meditations. You're doing your retreats. You've written some amazing books like Generation Stressed, which all parents should get. Um, and you've written When Women Rise, yeah, which uh, is your latest. And ladies, get that one too. Uh, but you honestly, you are a wealth of knowledge. And I was like, we got to bring you on because I don't know if you know this, but well, I want to talk about self-care and like do a, do a, um, a wellness audit um, because we're just coming out of in Ontario, one of the darkest winters in more than 80 years. So that pair amazing? that up with still, you know, us not a hundred percent, you know what I mean? Back to normal out of COVID because yes, while we're not wearing masks, stores are open, you know, um, uh, restrictions have been lifted. Not everyone is there mentally and emotionally. So that's taken a toll. This dark winter has taken a toll. People are stressed. People, uh, their anxiety is through the roof. And so I was like, you know what? Let's just check in because there is some light at the end of the tunnel and we just had our time change. So literally there is some more light. Yes. Um, and spring is on the way. So let's talk. Let's just talk. You ready? Let's talk. Uh, this this uh, point about the darkest winter in, what is it, 80 years? More than 80 years oh, in Ontario. Vitamin D alone and the impact that that has on your mind, body system, 
insulin production, immune function, um, mood regulation, uh, sleep. Yes. Health is extraordinary. Yeah. That alone is a, is a topic unto itself. And that's always the first place to start when we're doing a wellness audit. How are you sleeping? Okay, Michelle, I'm glad you brought that up. And it's funny because last week on the parenting show, we had Alana McGinn. She is a sleep consultant and founder of Goodnight Sleep Site. If anyone missed that show, be sure to go check out the podcast because it was a fantastic one, especially with the time change. Um, but I've always, in my adult years, have struggled with getting a good night's sleep. And I was just telling you off the air before we started the show that the past few nights I haven't slept. Last night, I did get some sleep. But that was like after four days of really crappy, like totally interrupted sleep. Like that's horrible. And I understand that like, you know, sleep is one of the major pillars of health, you know? And so if you're not getting that, it's not good. And, and especially a concern for many parents, um, especially parents of young children. So we know that up to 30% of us have sleep disorders. Uh, women are 40% more likely to suffer from insomnia than men. And there's so much that we can do to bolster our sleep life. Then we have pharmaceutical companies that are making a boatload of money off of the fact that we're struggling to sleep and to go to sleep and desperate and will do anything. And, but yet when we change our sleep behaviors, we can actually turn the ship around pretty quickly. And, you know, I've been um, really obsessed with biofeedback, objective measures of our health. And so one of the tools that I'm using is um, an aura ring, which provides you feedback on heart rate variability, which we know is um, one of the top uh, predictors of our health and longevity. It also measures deep sleep, REM sleep, your readiness for activity. And um, it's it's an extraordinary tool. And it amazes me to see the impact of having a glass of wine, eating late at night, exercising too late in the day. So our lifestyle really impacts um, the health of our sleep. And if you have a couple of glasses of wine, that impacts your sleep for up to four nights. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's interesting to, to see to measure that stuff using a tool like that. And it's funny that you mentioned the aura ring because I have been looking at it and I'm like, do I buy it? And for those of you guys listening at home, an aura ring is, is a ring. It's, it's a piece of jewelry that you wear and it measures all of this stuff that Michelle was talking about. Um, but it's so interesting. Like you said, like if you have some wine, how that's going to impact your sleep and up to four days, I would not have ever imagined that. I would think like, oh, that night, you know? Um, and like you said, exercise, a lot of people exercise at night. I'm a morning exercise person. I can't do it at night. Eating later in the day, like all this stuff affects your sleep. All of these things affect our sleep. The other thing, um, that can make a big difference is sitting in the window first thing in the morning. Now, if we're having a long, dark winter, that's not 
going to help, in which case getting a light box can be really beneficial. But light is the number one outside variable in terms of influencing our sleep. So getting light to the retina supports our circadian rhythms, which um, then bolsters our sleep health. So if you're struggling with sleep, see if you can just have your cup of tea or your coffee early in the the window as the light is, is coming through the window. And it really sucks because here in Canada, we're vitamin D deficient. So it's really important to get that vitamin D in naturally, you know what I mean? Through sunlight and through supplements, right? Yeah. And especially for our kids. Well, that's just it. And so in Canada, vitamin D supplementation is a pretty standard approach. Um, But with the amount of technology that we're mired in, we're not outside as often. Yeah. And so if we were able to just- outside is what you're saying. (laughs) You're hearing that loud and clear? Yes. Get outside. So- Well, we just, it's funny, okay, that, you know, something as simple as get outside. Think about it, parents. It is simple, get outside. But are we doing it? No. Are kids doing it? No. Like you just said, Michelle, with with the abundance of technology uh, that we have around us, a lot of people are staying inside. And I just had this conversation earlier in the week with someone because um, here in Ontario, we're just wrapping up March break. And I remember being a kid and running outside and playing and not coming in until the streetlights went down and just having a great time. I looked out the window this week. It was March break. All the kids were home. I didn't see anyone on the street playing. Everyone was inside and I can only imagine what they were doing. Watching movies, nothing's wrong with that. You know, on their devices, you know, I get it, but like everything in moderation. And what they failed to include was getting outside, breathing in that fresh air and taking in that sunlight. We are talking with Dr. Michelle Campbell, as doctor of mind, body, medicine. And we're talking about um, just getting over this yucky winter, getting ready for the spring and doing our wellness check-in. So don't go anywhere because we will be back with more right here on The Parenting Show, 640 Toronto. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back. This is The Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto. And I'm your host, Pina Crispo of Chic Mama. And we are having a very important conversation. It is our wellness check-in with Dr. Michelle Campbellis, doctor of mind, body, medicine, author, clinical therapist, uh, wellness goddess. Oh my gosh. She's like everything under the sun and more. I could do this show with you every morning and my self-esteem would skyrocket. <laughs> Just put me in your pocket, Michelle. I'm coming to Vancouver. Put, put me in your pocket and we're good. Okay. Every listener out there is thinking, I want Pina for my best girlfriend. <laughs> well, hey, just hit me up on Instagram, okay? And we can be besties. 
But Michelle, we're talking about getting outside. And um, just during the break, you said something to me that I want everyone at home to hear. So what was that? Well, I was just talking about how much we're up against. It's like in this culture, prioritizing our well-being is like pushing a boulder up a hill because we're all immersed in this culture of proving and striving and comparing and competing and doing. And so when it comes to something as healthy and as natural and simple as spending time in nature, it feels like a waste of time. That's our download. That's what we're struggling with. And so um, we've, we've veered away from those practices that um, and lifestyles that really are essential for our brain health, for our physical health, for um, moving inward instead of constantly looking outward. And the world is a noisy place. Is it ever? Yeah. It's really hard, I find. And I know a lot of people listening at home are probably in the same boat, but it's really hard for me to silence my mind and just be in the moment. And that is something that I am constantly working on. Pina, be in the moment. The past is in the past. The future, we don't even know what we've got. You know what I mean? Like, so live right here, right now. Don't worry about what's happened. Don't worry about what is to come. And silencing the mind, even at night, you know, going back to the sleep thing is something I really struggle with. So yes, we do live in a very, very noisy world that is polluted with, oh gosh, like horrible news that we don't want to know and hear about. And just so much going on that stresses us out, raises those anxiety levels. And in turn, if that's doing it to us as parents, what are we projecting onto our kids and they're feeling it? Yeah. So there's the literal external noise, meetings, technology, traffic, kids, and then there's internal noise of nagging thoughts, um, patterns of worry, self-criticism, future-focused fear-based thinking, Yeah, which increases anxiety. And isn't that the holy grail, being in the moment? But our minds, with all of these distractions, have become really quite undisciplined. And so without practices that allow us to turn inward and, and recondition our mind in a way where there's just some uh, spaciousness between the thoughts, the mind never shuts off. I mean, that's one of the myths about meditation and why a lot of people uh, dump meditation or abandon it pretty quickly. We expect that we're going to sit down, close our eyes, and the mind's just going to shut off but it doesn't shut off. You learn that pretty quickly. And meditation isn't um, a way to access peace right away. I mean, the over time, certainly we feel more, more peaceful, anxiety drops, depression levels um, drop. But um, what meditation allows us to do is reshape our relationship with the mind so that we're not um, getting so tripped up and um, and we're able to to see what's there, all of the feelings and internal realities that we're ignoring most of the time. It's um, it's interesting how you put that. 
And it brings me back to a conversation the two of us had where we were talking about just dealing with trauma that we have been through in life. And everyone has been through some type of trauma, you know, um, some really extreme, some maybe not so much, but still nonetheless, it is trauma and just how you deal with it. Mm-hmm. And with using tools like meditation and um, just working on yourself, whether it's meditation, whether it's journaling, uh, whether it's taking up some kind of practice like like yoga or some other form of exercise, how those tools actually help you through trauma and things that might pop up for you down the road. And you're able to get through those hard, difficult times a little bit easier each time once you have these practices in place and you come out of it a little bit stronger each time. It's so true. And it's like you're banking resilience. Sometimes we wonder, well, what is this doing? Really? The meditation, the journal writing, the yoga, the therapy, what is what is this really providing me? And then when shit hits the fan, when you go through something incredibly difficult, um, that's when the rubber really hits the road. Yeah. That's when you see the positive impact of those micro cho- choices for self-care and for building resilience that you're doing every day. I was, so, you know, I was in uh, a cab. I was just going to bring this up. Yes. In January. And um, I was driving with my two sons on a highway that's notorious for terrible car accidents. And, um, but that day the highway was clear, road conditions seemed to be perfect. And it switched from uh, dry and sunny and a uh, beautiful drive to um, hitting black ice and sleet and it grabbed the car and it rolled over three times. It took us into a really violent rollover. How we survived it is unimaginable. If you were to see that car, there's absolutely nothing left. I saw the car and I was just like, I was in absolute shock and grateful and praying that you guys were able to walk away from that because it was insane. It, it the, the fact that we all were able to get out of that car in, um, I mean, relative good condition. My son had internal bleeding and so he, you know, had some physical injuries, but he recovered. I want, you know, just want to say that he's doing fine. Everyone's doing fine physically. The psychological piece takes time for sure. We were driving to Whistler last weekend and everyone was pretty uncomfortable. And let me say I was driving really slow. I was that person that everyone feels irritated to drive behind. Um, but that's fine. Um, the, the, the point here is, you know, I honestly believe, and I've seen this in hundreds of clients that had I not have had the practices in place that I have in my life to bolster resiliency, I can't say that I would have bounced back nearly as quickly as I did. Yeah, I believe it. 
it's not something easy to deal with. Um, I remember when it happened and you were telling me about it. And then I saw the pictures and videos of the car. And I was just like, Michelle, like, I don't even know how you are here to tell me this. I am very grateful that you are here, you know? And I was just like, I had no words, but that was intense. That was crazy. And we've had conversations since, but this is the first time I'm actually seeing you um, and having a conversation about it. And you look amazing. Thank you. And it makes me so happy. But again, had you not had the tools in place in your tool belt, I don't know that you would be in the condition that you, and the state, I should say, that you are in right now. And so I think about all of the people that have near-death experiences and you don't, your heart doesn't have to stop for you to have a near-death experience and how hard it is to integrate back into your life afterwards, because there are aspects of NDEs that really change you. Uh, they change your perspective, they change your priorities, they can impact your relationships. And I'd be really cur curious to hear from, from people who have had NDEs. And um, I think the benefit, if we were to look at the benefit of these terrorizing experiences, yeah. it, it really cuts through... Um, when we talk about the noise, it cuts through life's noise and you begin to see what the highest priorities are. You begin to see how extraordinary life is, how yeah. lucky you are to be here every single day, to be having this human experience, to be able to hold each other in good care, to be able to, you know, smell a flower, to be outside, to yes. listen to music, to move our body. We're here to have a human experience. And, um, and so to embrace that every day shouldn't take an NDE to realize. I know, but you know what? A lot of people, I feel, I don't wish it upon anyone, but sometimes they, like a lot of people, that's what has to happen for them to open their eyes and see this. And hopefully by having this conversation on the show tonight, it will wake people up in the sense like, I don't want something like that to happen to me in order for me to see the light and to start on some practices that I can incorporate into my everyday life and start, you know, with a few minutes a day to help me. And so... You know, with that said, Michelle, like we talk about it all the time. Whenever you're on the show, we talk about it. I'm like, okay, what do we do? What do we do, Michelle? How do we start? Well, you start where you are by looking at what's already working. What am I already doing that's amplifying my health and my well-being? And how can I continue to honor that and build on that? So I think you know, really rooting into where you're already caring for yourself is a really important place to begin. I like that a lot. I don't like it. I love it because what you're saying, what I'm hearing you say 
is we need to make ourselves a priority. And this is the parenting show. So, you know, as parents, if we do not take, and I use this analogy all the time, if we do not take that oxygen mask that they talk about when you get on that plane and put it on yourself first before you put it on your child, you will be of no use to that little person that you brought into this world. So we need to make ourselves a priority. We need to take care of ourselves because by doing so, we will only be a better person and parent to our littles. Don't go anywhere because we will be back with more. This is the Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto. Back to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's News. Today's Talk, 640 Toronto. It is Sunday night and you are tuned into the Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, Chic Mama, and we've got Dr. Michelle Cambolis as our guest this evening, doctor of mind, body medicine, uh, research and teacher in meditation, author, mama, wellness goddess, and we're talking all about our wellness with a very important wellness audit on the show tonight. So Michelle, we've been talking about quite a few different things and just the fact that, you know, a lot of people are still recovering from COVID. And then we just got out of one of the darkest winters in more than 80 years here in Ontario and hallelujah to spring coming and the time change and a little bit more sunlight, but we do have to get out there and, you know, soak in that vitamin D and there's some other stuff that we need to do. We were just talking, like, had a very serious, you know, um, segment where we were talking about near-death experiences and how, you know, sometimes that has to happen for us to open our eyes and wake up to what we need to do for ourselves so we can focus on ourselves, so we can be a, you know, um, the best version of ourselves, so, you know, you were saying we got to put ourselves first. And I know that that sounds like a simple thing. Not always is it a simple thing though, right, Michelle? It's not so simple and it doesn't have to get so extreme and loud for us to wake up to what we really need in order to um in order to heal, in order to build our strength and resiliency and and to um really um grow. I mean, ultimately, why are we here? We're here to to grow and to connect and to thrive and to share our gifts. And But with the noise that we've been talking about, it gets harder and harder to listen to the subtle cues within us that are really our inner guidance system. So our body is telling us all the time when to pick it up and start to move and to um, when we have more energy stores, it's also telling us when to slow down. And so often we're not really hearing and reading those signals. So if we can get, if we can pause often enough and get still every now and again, it gives us a chance to um, really develop our relationship with our mind and body in a way that's harmonious. So what are some ways that we can do that, Michelle? 
like for beginners, let, let's go through like some different ideas, someone that's maybe just wants to start, maybe someone that has been practicing, you know, um, and using different tools. Where, where do we begin? Let's start with that. Well, a lot of people feel intimidated by sitting meditation. And for those that just are not feeling it, I want you to know that you don't have to be sitting in silence in order to be able to really um, start to connect in deeply with yourself. Walking meditation, just connecting in with the breath, moving the body, um, gentle yoga practices, free association journal writing. Um, there are all kinds of ways to be able to um, really start to hone that relationship that you have with your own inner world and hear your own voice. And for those who are interested, of course, meditation is extraordinarily beneficial for our mind body health. It amplifies our life satisfaction, our relationships. It helps us to become more in the moment, more present to, to our lives as it is now. And, um, and to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. It's not about yes. moving away from the discomfort. It's about being in equanimity with it, embracing it, allowing it, not judging it. Isn't it like, you know, you've got to get through the uncomfortableness and the difficulties in order to get to the good stuff? Yeah, we're always trying to get somewhere. We have this sense that, when this happens, I'll be happy or I'll be um, peaceful. Yeah. Right? Or I'll have arrived into some, you know, level of uh, being enough. But the, the whole, the whole game now yeah. is about being present with what is right now without turning away and allowing yourself to be with. Like that's where we end suffering. See that, but going back to what I said earlier, Michelle, do you see what I just did where I was like, I'm having a hard time and it's something I'm constantly trying to work on being present because the past is in the past, the future is yet to come. But what did I just say? And what did I just do? I was saying, oh, because then we got to get past this because then the good is, is to come. I was just projecting into the future instead of being present. And so we're constantly moving out of our feelings instead of opening to them so that the mind-body system can just metabolize them. And this is one of the benefits of meditation. You begin to see that everything has a beginning and a middle and an end, and it's impermanent. So those emotions aren't so threatening because you know they're going to move through just like a leaf on a stream or a cloud in the sky. They're impermanent. And so they're less threatening. You also begin to witness that they don't have a lot of substance. So um, the symbol I use is like a bubble on the Ganges River. If you if you poke it, it just disappears. There's nothing to it. Um, what are thoughts anyway? I know. We're going deep. I know, but it's really making me think, and I hope it's making everyone at home listening think as well. I am an overthinker and it is something I struggle with. But hearing you say that just now, 
it really put things into context. Like, really, what is it? And a lot of the times, our thoughts, no, not a lot of the times, our thoughts are not facts. You know what I mean? Like, we are creating these scenarios that don't always exist. And then we attach. We attach to these ideas as truth. Right? Yeah. So then we over-identify with the mind, which is suffering. And then we miss all of these other extraordinary aspects of, of being human. All of this, um, all of these gateways to self-knowing, the sensations in the body, your emotions, the perceptual experiences. Oh man, we're having an amazing conversation with Dr. Michelle Cambolis on the show. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more. This is The Parenting Show on 640 Toronto. Listening to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, six forty, Toronto. This is the Parenting Show, and you are tuned into six forty, Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, ChicMama.ca, and we've been talking all about wellness, and we've been doing a little audit with Dr. Michelle Cambolis, Doctor of Mind Body Medicine, author, Mama, uh, meditation goddess, and, uh, and Michelle. You know, you're always doing like adventurous things when it comes to self-care and working on yourself. Like, did you not escape for like 11 days to, (laughs) you know what, 11 days with monks and nuns, correct? I, I, well, let me just say, um, first of all, my kids are much older, so I have the extraordinary benefit. (laughs) to do these things and um yeah you're always doing these wild things and then silent retreats and and these cold dips but okay yes you were you were a nun for 11 days last year I went to Nova Scotia to a place called Gampo Abbey and um and I was just so so fortunate to be invited into um the Buddhist community there and with 11 monks and nuns and and uh Ani Pema Chodron who if you don't know of her please look her up she is one of the um most extraordinary extraordinary teachers of our time and um yeah I was up you know first thing in the morning doing the meditation and the chanting and um and making kombucha and uh granola and gardening I love it (laughs) you you know what that one maybe I could do but you are also one of the things I always think about you and I like bow down to you for being able to do because I would never be able to do are the silent meditation retreats and you have invited me And I still have our text conversation and I couldn't even text you back. I had to send you audio. And I'm like, wait a second. Did you just say that I should come do a self-meditation retreat with you? I'm like, that's not happening. I received an audio message 
where you literally could not catch your breath. You were laughing so hard at my very um, honest request that you might join me for a 10 day silent meditation retreat. <laughs> 10 days, no music. I know you love music. No writing instruments, journaling, no reading, no looking at anyone, just alone on an island for 10 days with your mind, <laughs> with your thoughts. Wow. Okay. You know what though? You have one coming up, right? I have a one day. This is a great entry point. You can do a day. I know you can. You can Maybe I can do a day. You know what? We should put it out to all. I want you to tell us all about it because let's put it out to our audience. Maybe we go as a group. Guys, hit me up on Instagram. Maybe we all go together as a group. What do you say? I love it. You know, being in silence with one another is so intimate. You feel more connected than you ever have. And um, it's there's at one point you're eating in silence with one another. And when I hear people providing feedback on the full day retreat, that's oftentimes one of the most profound and deepening experiences that they have. Just tasting their food, eating their food without the phone in front of you. Um, oh my God. In this um, environment where you're with others and at the same time so connected with yourself is, um, it's really beautiful. So we started- It sounds so cool. And one day I'm kind of tempted. I, I need to have faith in myself. Okay, so when is it happening where like, okay, give me the info, Michelle. Maybe I need- Maybe, maybe you can convince me. We're holding this one in Vancouver at Cecil Greenhouse out at UBC, which is a beautiful old mansion. So just a, a lovely environment. And it's a full day. Uh, so yeah, Vancouver on the 22nd of April. Okay, where can we get all the info? At michellecambolis.com or Instagram at michellecambolis, at Dr. Michelle Cambolis. And if you have any questions, DM me. I always receive them, read them, respond personally. Yes, guys, she is amazing on Instagram. If you do not follow Dr. Michelle Campbell's, you need to because the content that she puts out is next level. Honestly, like whenever something comes up on my Instagram feed of yours, it just makes me so happy. And I read it and even just looking at the pictures alone bring me this sense of like peace and joy and happiness. And I've never told you that. So I'm telling you now, okay? So I absolutely love following you. I'm so glad to hear that. It's really important to me that whatever is being shared is really for you, for the community, is you know helping us all to bolster our well-being. And I do put a lot of thought into it um, to ensure that it's evidence-based and um and supportive. So that that makes me feel good to hear. Oh, I love it. Okay. So April 22nd, one, just one day. Is that like a full 24 hours? Or are we talking 12? I need, I need the info. Nine to three, three 30. You can do nine to three. Oh, nine to three 30. Yes. And I guide okay, you. I'm feeling a little better here. I feel right. And then you'll be doing 10 days in no time. Oh yeah. Pasito a pasito. 
<laughs> okay, so that means no, no cell phones, no writing devices, no music, and and no, no eye contact. No eye contact. Okay, well, there's an upside to that. I don't have to brush my hair, or, you know, worry about what I'm wearing because no one's going to look at me. Oh, my gosh. Dr. Michelle Campbell, thank you so much for joining us and always coming on with so much amazing information to help us feel good, which I think we need to make a priority in our lives every single day day. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much because that is a gift in itself. Always. I love you. Always. I just love you. (laughs) And I love you. And, um, honestly, what could be better than coming together and, and, uh, you know, talking about all of the ways that we can really live healthy, live connected and free ourselves from the, the everyday anxiety that most of us are contending with. So absolutely. Uh, April 22nd, guys, silent uh, meditation with Dr. Michelle Campbell of Vancouver Island. Hit me up on Instagram at chic underscore mama. That's with two M's and, and we're going to do a group trip. Okay. And for those of you that missed some of the show, and want to listen back. You can do so on our podcast and download it wherever you love to listen to your podcast but that is it for us today and we will catch you next week right here on the parenting show 640 toronto i'm your host pina crisp of chic mama.ca